Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast, where independent small business owners take center stage and consumers are empowered to shop local with values. I'm your host, Brooke Joyner, co-founder and CEO of Back to Business, the first of its kind, values-based, independent, local small business directory. If you prefer to do business on your terms and shop according to your core values, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Get Back to Business podcast. Today, I'm joined by Sifu Helena Kalif of the American Dragon Martial Arts Academy. Welcome to the show, Sifu. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so thrilled that you accepted my invitation to be on today. Um, you know that we're fans of, of the school, um, but I just would love for more people to hear about, um, you know, who you are and what it is that um, your business offers um, to the community. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, you know, tell us about you and kind of your background and your passion for what you do. I'd love to. Thank you. Um, I started taking martial arts myself in New York, in the city, in 1989. I did it. I've always wanted to do martial arts ever since I was really little. But back then, in the 80s, um, girls did not do martial arts. Kids in general, let alone girls. So it was not something I can do as a child. But as I grew older, those opportunities became available to me. So uh, in 1989, I went and joined a school called New York Martial Arts Academy, who at the time, the Sifu there was Sifu Neil Califf, um, who actually turned out in later years to become my husband. Um, my training there started, and it was a very good way to help me get through uh, nursing school. I was in nursing school at the time. So it was my only means of exercise, my only means of my keeping my sanity through working two jobs and going to school full time. And so it really helped me get through that. Uh, and then in 1996, uh, he and I moved to Florida from New York. He sold the schools over in New York. We came down here to Florida, opened up American Dragon Martial Arts Academy. That was in 1997, and the rest is history. We've been here since. Wow. So that's that's very rare, in I think, in South Florida to be living here for so long, for more than a few years, but also to have your business, you know, all those years down here, too. So that's really special. Yes, we've been We've been blessed. Absolutely. The the community of uh, Parkland and Coral Springs has been very, very good to us. Very good. So um, so you, you opened the school down here. Um, can you share a little bit about, you know, the, the martial arts that you guys specialize in and the approach and kind of also the age groups, you know, the clients that you serve? Absolutely. The martial art that we teach is called Jeet Kune Do. It is Bruce Lee style of martial arts. Uh, we have a direct lineage through the Bruce Lee line. Um, Bruce Lee taught a man named Dan Inosanto. Dan Inosanto was my husband's instructor for 40 plus years. Uh, also my instructor for 20 plus years. So our lineage comes straight directly through the line of Bruce Lee, Dan Inosanto, and through my husband. So essentially our students are fourth generation students under the late Bruce Lee which is pretty remarkable when you think about it. Uh, we're one of only three schools in the state of Florida to have that actual lineage. Uh, the only school in Broward County as well. So that, that really is, wow. is a fascinating aspect of what we do. We also teach Filipino Kali, uh, which is a martial art based from the Philippines. It's a weaponry-based martial art. For kids and adults, they both do Jeet Kune Do and they both do Kali. 
the focus is a little bit different though. For kids, we really focus more on the character benefits. We focus on the discipline, the self-control, the listening skills, focus, those types of things, how to uh, manage their emotions, how to manage any anger issues that they may have, how to be successful. Uh, our leadership program is a step up that some we have that really allows our students to, to thrive, uh, especially in this day and age. Our leadership program really teaches them how to be leaders, in, not just in the academy, but in the community, at school, and in life in general. Um, for our adults, the primary thing that we focus on for them is really more of the self-defense aspect, physical fitness, strength and conditioning, being able to protect themselves and their families and the people that they love. Um, and it's a great place for people to come in and just have a good time. It's family-based, and you can come in and forget about the troubles of the day, bang around a little bit, you know, train, get a sweat going, be with some really good people, and just really have a good time. Mm -hmm. Well, and um, so our listeners know our family is our clients of your school. And one thing, you know, especially for the children that... You know, my my husband, of course, um, took the lead on getting involved with the school. Um, and I, you know, just from the first time coming in, you know, there really is a strong um, atmosphere of a high level of respect. You know, I, I felt very comfortable sort of entrusting the children to, to you and the other um, instructors there because I could see just in our, in our own children, you know, that they, that increase in discipline and that it was positively impacting them, you know, from, from the beginning. Um, and, you know, really as, as a mom who I'm really quite protective <laughs> of the children, I, we keep them close. <laughs> um, you know, the immediate feeling was, I'm so glad they're coming here because they're learning something here that I cannot teach them. And so for me, that is really a, a great thing. And, um, and you can see that not only in, in, you know, the classes and things, but also I think in the approach that you guys have for each student, um, kind of taking a personalized approach. Maybe if you'll share a little bit about that aspect, you know, um, for families of with children of different ages or different abilities. Absolutely. It's, it's imperative to understand that, especially kids, people in general learn differently. Some people are visual. Some people learn by, by doing. People have different ways of understanding and learning. And when you have a class of 15, 20 kids, they all will not learn the same way. Just like in traditional school, they're all sitting behind a desk. Your teachers, the teachers are teaching. Not every student is going to learn the same way. You have to find out how each child learns. It's a task um, that we have an advantage. Teachers in school, not as much. They're limited in what they're able to do with these kids. But for us in our classroom, we learn through motion. And as we know, motion creates emotion. So when the kids are moving and doing what they have to do, it allows us to be able to teach a little bit more individually. So when one child understands something very well, the child right next to them may not understand what we're trying to, to get across. So it's important to know how to handle and how to teach people differently, adults included. Um, we do a lot of work with autistic kids, uh, kids with Asperger's, kids with ADHD and attention issues. They learn differently, especially kids with autism. They learn much differently 
than a child that doesn't have to, to deal with that on a daily basis. We've become very good at working with these kids, um, partially because of my nursing background. I was a pediatric intensive care nurse, so I've learned how to deal with children in a different way. Um, and mm -hmm. we've, over the years, been blessed with getting some of these kids in and just learning how to work with them, learning what works, what doesn't work. And we've had a lot of these kids get all the way to Black Belt and, and beyond, where parents mm -hmm. thought that was a possible thing. Or, you know, teachers at school couldn't believe the progress that they've made. It's really about seeing the kids or the, the adults for that matter, seeing who they are, feeling how they learn, being able to give them the proper direction for how they learn and expect them to be able to do it. It's the expectation I think that really makes a difference. We expect our students mm. to perform in a certain way, not in a demanding way, we nurture them, we help them. It doesn't matter how long it takes. But when I say expect, I don't think to myself, well, this child is limited. They'll never accomplish this. I say, this child is limited at the moment. Let's figure out how to break open those limitations and take them farther than they may even believe they can do it themselves. So mm -hmm. that that's really where we, we shine in our mm -hmm. program. Yeah, that's really powerful. And, you know, I, I certainly witnessed this um, watching some of the classes, you know, your facility is very family friendly, as you said, parents can come and watch the classes It's a very comfortable place, there's plenty of space. So that's wonderful. But even, you know, for example, if one student um, has you know, like you said, the emotion piece, maybe a strong emotional reaction to a difficult a challenge, you know, I've even witnessed the instructors being able to, um, you know, meet the child where they are and diffuse the situation, even though as an outsider, it's like that that child is, is really struggling. And if my child was doing that, I maybe would struggle <laughs> to diffuse the situation. So to see an instructor know how to handle that and and then have the child rejoin the class and be totally fine. Um, that was really something to observe, you know, and speaks to, you know, the method that you guys are, are using there. Yeah, it's important. If, if a child is going to be successful, they have to learn how to deal with, with all their emotions, all their thought processes. And we try to help them learn to do that independently mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, and I love the other element of your program where you incorporate the discipline and the um, <clears throat> improving on things with the kind of the at home, the additional um, programs that you offer. Um, like the stripes, right? So if children are, the parents are observing and they're, the children are working on goals, there are those additional incentives in class um, to support that whole person development, right? Yes, yes. There's nothing like awarding a child a stripe or some type of a star or a sticker or something for doing what they know they're supposed to be doing. And even though we expect it of them, when they do it and they get rewarded for it, that keeps that behavior going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's fun for us too. It's fun for us to give out those things. Yeah. And I think that's really like the best approach of like that positive peer pressure because there are their classmates there, but they're also this other authority figure other than the parents. Yes. Um, providing that positive reinforcement. So 
Um, that is awesome that you guys do that. I wanted to ask you a little bit too about, you had mentioned about the lineage of the methodology. Um, I wanted to ask for people that don't really understand why that's important. Would you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that and what, why, you know, that is such a significant thing to be able to say? Well, most people, at least in my stage of life, have heard of Bruce Lee or know who Bruce Lee was. Bruce Lee was a revolutionary figure, uh, not just in the martial arts, but in the world. He broke boundaries in, at his time, not just for martial arts, but for ethnicity. Right? He was Chinese, went into acting. Um, he broke a lot of rules and opened up a lot of doors for people. And he was probably, if you ask most people who the greatest martial arts in the world is, they'll say Bruce Lee. Um, and after him, probably Jackie Chan. I don't know. But Bruce Lee was a, a force and uh, a phenomenon for his time. Unfortunately, he passed away way too early and didn't have a chance to really develop his Jeet Kune Do beyond the point it was 33 when he passed. Having a direct lineage through that, yeah, he... I didn't realize he passed so he young. He did, he passed at 33 years old. And um, our instructor, Dan Inasanto, was a protege of Bruce Lee's. He and Bruce Lee were, were very good friends, as well as student-teacher relationship. Uh, Guru Dan really took the mantle of what Bruce Lee had and started to continue to teach that. He was authorized by Bruce Lee to be able to do that. And then back in the late 70s, uh, my husband, my late husband, Sifu Neil, saw Guru Dan on TV and promised himself he was going to learn how to train with him. And long story short, he ended up going out to California and training with, with Guru Dan. So Bruce Lee taught Guru Dan. Guru Dan is my husband's instructor for 40, like I said, 40 plus years. Uh, my instructor as well through my husband. You don't get that direct a lineage through somebody like Bruce Lee very often. Most martial arts, um, all martial arts are good, depending on what you're looking for. Very few can claim any type of uh, direct association with Bruce Lee. And the style and, and the application of his martial arts was we call the original MMA. So now there's the MMA. You have people in the octagon and the mixed martial arts competitions and so on. Bruce Lee was doing that mm -hmm. back in the late 60s, early 70s, before MMA was even a thing. So it's a unique lineage. Not very many people can say that they come from that direct lineage. And so in terms of the... Um... The, the the martial art itself and the methodology how would you you know how does it compare to other other methods right there are many out there um how what would you say sets it's a sets jeet kune do apart jeet kune do is uh the philosophy is having no way as way and having no limitation as limitation so jeet kune do takes the best of each martial art that works for you. So Jeet Kune Do is based on what works for you. It's not like other styles of martial arts. It's form-based or technique-based, and everybody learns the same forms and the same techniques, and you get your black belt and so on. And it's not taking into consideration 
size, weight, strength, male, female, you know, child, adult. It's all the same for everybody. Jeet Kune Do allows you to modify within the structure of it to who you are and what your attributes are. So in other words, my expression of Jeet Kune Do will be different from your husband's expression because why? He's bigger. He's male. He has different attributes than I do. We can do the exact same thing, same movement, same motion, but it will look different and be different. I may have to modify my movement to make it work for me. He may have to modify his movement to make it work for him, but we can still do the same movement. Does that make sense? Does that make sense how I'm saying that? Yeah, so it does. Somebody it does, like it... you, right? A female, smaller stature. I have to teach you a little bit differently than I would have to teach him on how to protect yourself. Principles are the same, but whereas he can strike in one specific area, I may need to teach you how to strike differently because of your size, your weight, your positioning, your attributes, speed, power, balance, those types of things, right? I'd have to have it work mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. you. And so when we teach the Jeet Kune Do, again, taking into consideration people of different sizes and strengths, teenagers, younger people, we teach it based on their attributes, what works for them, and it still remains within the context of what we call Jeet Kune Do. It's more of a concept than an actual style of martial arts. I see. <clears throat> well, and that kind of speaks also to why you take that personalized approach with each student. Yes. Because you have to in order, right, to. Correct. So if somebody can deliver a basic strike, a basic front kick to a certain part of the body, but another person might have to be in a different position to deliver that same strike. That's great. That's really great. Right. Yeah, because I know um, I have done some limited martial arts in the past. <laughs> Nothing, of course, like like you guys. Um, but it, it's certainly very interesting, and I do think it's very positive, whether it, you're a child or an adult. I think it's... Um, really good for the human person. I I really do see that and it's, it's good in many ways. Yeah, it's good in many yeah. ways, yes. Good. And and for adults, stress relief is just amazing as well. You get to uh you get to hit things that don't hit you back right away. So the stress relief is really a big part of it for adults as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is so important, you know, the way the the world is becoming I think more and more stressful. So um more and more needed. I did want to also ask about the classes that you have. Um, do you um, have what kind of size classes so people can know what size classes can they expect um, for kids, for adults? Um, what is your kind of approach with that? Well, our little ones, our little dragons, our four to six year olds, we try to keep those classes relatively small. We try to keep them 12 to 15 kids max in that class as best we can. Right now, we're just about at that, probably less. I would say 10 or less per class. Um, we do that for a reason because they are younger and they require more attention. Uh, for our juniors, our 7 to 12-year-olds, we can expect anywhere from 20 to 25 kids per class. Generally, we have one to two instructors on the floor with them. Uh, on a regular basis. And our adult program about the same, anywhere from between 15, 10, 15, maybe 20 people in class at a time uh, right now. That's about where we're at. 
Which is great because then for the kids too, I think the socialization aspect is really excellent um, without it being an overwhelming size or, you know, it's still that really good one-on-one -on -one attention, um, which again, this is so impressive to be able to do that with everyone being so different um, and with such a personalized martial art. It, it's really impressive. So okay well this has been really wonderful and i've loved hearing about um you and kind of your background and more about the method and the approach that you guys take um is there anything else that you want to be sure to share with the audience about you and your school you no know, like i said we've been in coral springs since 1997 we are blessed to still be here we love what we do uh, my husband of 31 years did pass last year, mm. and it's an honor for, for myself and for my staff to continue the work that he started, to continue teaching um, in the way that he would have, uh, to continue the lineage and to create the environment and the atmosphere for people in our community to come together. And we, we just love what we do. We love what we do, and we hope that we can meet everybody in the community at one point or another. We invite everybody to stop in. Uh, just even to check out the school and say hi anytime. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, like I said, we are clients of the school, so we <laughs> certainly endorse the school completely. Um, and thank you for all the hard work you do with the kids. It really makes a positive difference. So well, appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you for this chance to be on your podcast. Of course. Of course. Thank you. <laughs> The Get Back to Business podcast is brought to you by Back to Business, the first of its kind values-based independent local small business directory that helps small business owners to cut through the noise and empowers consumers to shop local with values. Visit our website to become a consumer and create your listing if you're a business owner. number 2 business.com that's get back to business.com back to business where you can shop local with values